All right, here we are again on a Friday afternoon. Um, I am excited to fix a long overdue. Uh, this is long overdue because we previously invested in Relay and uh, we didn't uh, get something in the archives, but uh, Julian has been nice enough to take some time out of his evening. I guess it's about eight o'clock over there. He's decided not to have a beer. Uh, so he's playing it cool, but, um, <laughs> we are going to have a chat about, uh, Europe's easiest Bitcoin app, uh, which is what Relay claims to be. Also, um, Julian has been recently a 30 under 30 Forbeser, right? Uh, <laughs> they've been in the news with, uh, NASDAQ listing them as one of the top 10, uh, apps to buy Bitcoin in 2023, uh, they were named uh, a top 100 Swiss startup, um, and uh, he's killing it. And we're going to dive in and learn a bunch about what he's doing. So, Julian, uh, how are you today? I'm very good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. This is really long overdue, uh, and I'm really happy to take the time here on my Friday evening, the first Friday Friday evening this year, and I actually did have a beer already but I don't have a second one. If you would have taken one, I would have one, but like, I don't want to be drinking alone. I had a beer with my buddy after work, but now uh, now I keep it safe with some Oishi green tea. It's very nice as well. And thank you for the nice introduction. It's really, you, you're a very good pitcher. <laughs> I am. Well, thank you very much. Um, so uh, Julian, uh, his company is Relay. Um, and... This here, oh, I guess I'm behind some. I'm behind a foreign paywall. I can't even read that. Uh, <laughs> just, just press the 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 green button. Uh, <laughs> just some cookies. Forbes thirty under thirty. Okay, uh, but now he is thirty. So, yeah. uh, you know, congrats. He's got the three handle here. Um, this <laughs> is really cool. Um, this is a really great that you were listed here. I mean, you can see the best places, best apps to buy Bitcoin. This is, of course, the NASDAQ, right? What do they know about Bitcoin? Okay, Strike, Cash App, uh, BitPay, uh, Relay, um, Peach, River, Swan, Revolut, which isn't even real Bitcoin, by the way. I think that's actually, yeah. that's not even real Bitcoin. How the how the hell did they even make it on this list? Uh, and Pocket. So really- yeah, I it, it's it's great to be listed there, but to be honest, uh, sometimes I think these lists are also a, a, a bit random. Like I, I understand many of them, but for example, like Swan Bitcoin is huge. Like they're obviously bigger than we are. They're older than we are. Why are they seventh and we are fourth? I mean, it's great. I'm flattered. Um, and then on the other hand, Peach is a great project. I love Steph. She's doing great work. Um, it's very young still. Uh, congrats to making on this list, but then compared to again Revolut, which don't even sell real Bitcoin, but obviously they're huge. They have a thirty billion um, valuation. So yeah, I it's it's kind of mixed around, and I don't really know. These lists probably generate a lot of traffic, a lot of clicks. Um, it's nice to get featured there as a as a company, of course. Uh, but I would I would really like to see the processes on how they get to these lists, and there are obviously also many more. Okay, so and then we have this top one hundred uh, Swiss startups. Um, yeah, we actually made it to 
spot 34 out of the 100 best startups and number seven in the category of fintech, which is very nice. It's the first time we were on this list at all. And this list means means a lot in Switzerland. Um, it's really like it's a big event where all the important investors, VCs, but also startup entrepreneurs and like startups that have been around for five, six years are there. And we're only around for two and a half years and already listed there, which is very, very nice. All right, cool. We're going to talk about a bunch of those competitors too, because that's the main question, uh, because that's the revolution that we are uh, witnessing here is uh, all of these really cool, unique uh, Bitcoin focused. Uh, you have so, a lot of a lot of uh, differentiators here as far as the registration process and uh, and all of that. Um, can we start? Do you want to start with that? Do you want to just give a quick high level for anyone who doesn't get relay? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's important to mention that, look, there are a bunch of different ways you can buy Bitcoin today because it is really a need of people. People want to get into Bitcoin. I always say that in the next 10 years, and this is a process that is already starting now, the next 10 years, billions of people and trillions of dollars will want to flow into Bitcoin, right? Uh, from this old crashing financial system to the new flourishing Bitcoin-based financial system. And so there needs to be a, a set of different ways which are um, focused on different needs and different customer segments that allow people to buy Bitcoin. It's not going to be a winner-takes-it-all game. Like how many banks are there today? Uh, there are so many. It's not just one big bank uh, other than... Um, social media, for example, there are only a couple of big networks or like tech giants. There are only a couple of big ones, but uh, in like kind of financial uh, service providers, there are so many. And the same will be true for Bitcoin wallets, Bitcoin on ramps, Bitcoin brokers, even uh, Bitcoin and crypto exchanges. Um, so it's natural. It's a natural development that there are many, and obviously, depending on the target audience that these providers are focusing on, the, the USPs will be different. Um, so for us, Relay really tries to be the easiest way to onboard newcomers uh, to Bitcoin and to real Bitcoin. So actually owning them with a non-custodial wallet. And Relay is the only place, and that's the biggest differentiator, where newcomers can just download an app and within one minute from 10 bucks already can buy 24-7 instantly Bitcoin directly into their own possession. Like This is the main differentiator because many others, like we saw, for example, before Swan Bitcoin, which I really like uh, admire, they're great, or even Revolut, they have very easy processes, but there you need to register. There's a KYC, AML, verification process you need to go through as a customer. And in the end, these third parties are holding your Bitcoin. So you need to, after buying the Bitcoin, withdraw them to your own possession. Only then, with adding another provider, another wallet, you then get possession of your, you then get ownership of your coins and you have control over your private keys. With Relay, this happens instantly and without the person even having to do something else or even having to um, uh, take care about another uh, provider 
instantly from 10 bucks already with a couple of clicks, you can buy your Bitcoin and you get them to your own wallet because Relay never holds the money, the Bitcoin on behalf of the customer, but we provide a non-custodial wallet directly on your phone and you can buy Bitcoin straight uh, through that. So the two main differentiators are almost no KYC onboarding and non-custodial uh, ownership of your Bitcoin. So KYC free Bitcoin, boy, I hate that term, right? I prefer no registration, uh, yeah. no registration required or needed, which I think you use here on your main page. No re registration is needed. Okay. So got a bunch of questions, but since we're chatting about it, this is an app, right? So somebody asked why no desktop? Yeah, we're working on that. Um, so we started with a mobile app just because like 70, 80% of our users are mobile users. Millennials is our main target group and most of them are doing their finances on the mobile app. So I think we, we really believe that the way to mass adoption for Bitcoin is through mobile. In Switzerland, for example, 96% of people have mobile apps and most of like 70, 80% of the people use for most of daily kind of transaction stuff, they use their mobile phone. But we're also working on a desktop and on a web, mainly on a web um, app interface where people can easily, more easily than also stack sats, not only to their relay wallet, but also to their external, let's say, Bitbox or uh, a ledger, a kind of external hardware wallet. Okay, so um, let's talk about how it's been so far. All right, 2021 uh, revenues uh, versus uh, 2022, just in a multiple. Are people flocking to Relay? How's the growth been? Yeah, so we are around for two and a half years now. We started in July 2020. And in this first half a year or like first financial year that we were uh, operating, we had low, obviously low, um, a couple of thousand um, in revenue. Uh, and then we, I think, tenfolded this in the second uh, year, 2021, where we had um, a six-figure uh, revenue. And now I think we almost threefolded it again in uh, 2022. So... Yes, kind of. You could you could probably say that people are flocking uh, towards it, but it's especially interesting, and that's what kind of I I try to show this in a pitch deck as well, um, and what is also very well received by investors when I talk to them about our development is that in 2022, obviously the first half was still a good one for Bitcoin and crypto and stocks overall, but then the market crashed like horribly. So from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. The Bitcoin price, for example, as kind of an indication of the market sentiment, went down from plus 60K to below 20K, right? So it kind of, it just crashed in, in, in price. At the same time, we basically did the opposite direction. We basically doubled our monthly volumes in the same, uh, and revenues in the same time frame. So this is something that uh, gives a lot of confidence to investors when they see that because they obviously, where if you are as an investor, a long-term Bitcoin believer, which most of our investors are, then you know that, okay, 2023 is maybe still going to be a rough year and a lot of startups will 
uh, will die, but realized not going to be one of this, these startups because they are even doing uh, great in the bear market. And boy, what's going to happen in 2024? Obviously, we will have uh, the market sentiment uh, become more positive again, and we will have the whole thing coming up. So if there's the next hype cycle on the on the roadmap in 2024, we will be uh, the big winners because we will be still around. And obviously, when the tide goes up, when the, the hype comes back, uh, a lot of newcomers will, will be coming back and we will be very, very well positioned. So, okay. Um, no registration needed, right? So I am a U.S. citizen, so I cannot actually kick the tires and use this myself. Um, uh, although, okay, so what if somebody doesn't withdraw? Okay, what is the non-custodial? I mean, how how does that process process work? Yeah, so exactly, we we can only users can only use us in in Europe so far. We have global ambitions for the next, let's say, decade. But for now, these 400 million plus Europeans are still a very good po uh, population and potential for us. So we, we stick we stick to Europe for several reasons, also legal reasons. Um, but basically how it works is if you download the, the app, the mobile app to your uh, smartphone, it generates a Bitcoin wallet um, on, on your phone. So the private keys are stored encrypted on your phone, on your device, and only you with your um, face ID can basically, and with your PIN, you can unlock uh, to see the private key. So no one has access, but you as a user. And then if you hit buy, and by the way, you can do that within one minute, as I said, because there's no onboarding, there's no registration, no verification. You don't even need to give up your name or your email address or your phone number or or even, you know, you don't have to upload any documents, whatever, you can just start. Because that that's because of a legal niche that we have in Switzerland, up to 1k per day and 100k per year for retail investors. Um, we don't, in Switzerland, we don't require a KYC, AML or any registration onboarding uh, for the pure exchange of assets. So if you only exchange euro to Bitcoin or any other asset, uh, you can do that without uh, any registration because we don't hold the Bitcoin. Technically, we, we, do, we don't. Uh, we don't hold the Bitcoin on behalf of our customer. We don't have to do all these uh, onboarding things. And then you can just basically buy. And when you hit buy, you create a buy order. Um, and then you need to pay. You can pay with a bank transfer. You can pay with uh, Google Pay, Apple Pay, or uh, MasterCard Visa, any card payment. And then whenever we get the money, which is instantly uh, for all of the payment methods, but the uh, bank transfer, once we get the money, we buy Bitcoin for you and we send the Bitcoin directly to your uh, relay wallet, which is a non-custodial wallet. So it's within minutes in your possession, in your ownership, and we don't hold the Bitcoin on your behalf. And then you can do whatever you want. You can hold it on your a mobile hot wallet, which is the relay wallet, or you can send it to an external, you know, a cold wallet. Um, you can pay online with it. You can send it to your friends. You can do whatever you want. So this is the the power as well of being not only a wallet but also an on ramp. Like this combination, we believe is super important uh, to drive mass adoption to Bitcoin to really bring Bitcoin to billions of people. 
So that's interesting because bank transfers are so broken here in the U.S. You know, I mean, it's just such a different landscape when you uh, have ACHs can be reversed. Bitcoin's immediately deliverable. The fraud is just insane. It's rampant here. So that's mm. really cool that you can actually do that. Um, so, you know, the euro um, regulation, uh, what they're talking about coming down the line, because this is an awesome, you know, an awesome way to navigate Europe. Um, are you following uh, those laws pretty closely? And how do you feel about some of the tightening that's happened over there so far? Yeah, we, we do have to uh, follow them very closely, obviously. I mean, as much as, as Bitcoiners and we uh, really are libertarians, it's just the, the you know it's just a natural environment as a financial service company uh to we we have to navigate uh, a lot of uh, the legal and compliance shit that is coming up the whole the regulatory framework is changing all the time and it's it's giving a lot of pressure especially to small companies that are in the bitcoin space so it's really important to understand very well and trying to forecast what's going to happen next on the regulatory landscape so that you can make the right decisions on how to move forward. And that's what we are doing from the beginning. Like from the beginning, we had our chairman, who is Alexis Roussel, who is a very well-known lawyer in the space here in Switzerland and knows the European law uh, very well in terms of uh, whatever touches Bitcoin, crypto and financial um, service providers. Um, so from the beginning, we we had that monitored very well. And since around probably close to a year now, we have an internal legal expert as well, who's basically not doing anything else than monitoring the regulatory framework and um, monitoring our internal system and improving our internal, internal systems, you know, fraud detection, um, KYC, AML, uh, regulations, compliance, uh, risk management, uh, the user data handling, because we do have users like around 20, 25% of our users are doing KYC, AML so that they can uh, go higher than these 1K per day so that they can exchange higher amounts. So this is all things that we, we do almost have like a legal uh, department. And that's probably also something that sets us apart from other kind of up and starting uh, Bitcoin companies in Europe is that we're not like a two or three man show. Like we are, we, we do have a team of more than 20 people and we do have an internal legal and compliance uh, competency because not not because it's fun <laughs> but because it's just super important um, and in terms of the regulatory changes that will come in Europe with uh, the new framework called Mika markets in crypto assets I don't know who came up with this stupid name but um, this this is coming up actually this month so it's it's in effect since 1st of January um, 23. But companies, operational companies like ours, we have an 18-month transition period. So whatever is outlined in this new law, we have 18 months so until end of Q2 24, summer 24, actually when also the halving hits, we, we have time to implement all these things. And the main thing that is going to change there uh, for us as a non-custodial Bitcoin wallet and broker 
is that we will have to do KYC and AML for all the users and all the transactions in the EU. So that excludes Switzerland and um, the UK because they're not, or not anymore, part of the EU. But all the other 40 plus countries in Europe, they will they will be part of this uh, MICA regulation. So we will have to do uh, KYC AML uh, on them, which sounds uh, as a negative first, but also on the positive side, this new law will hit custodial services way harder than non-custodial services like ours. That's why it was so important not to make any compromises on the non-custodial part, uh, because as long as we are only in exchange like only a broker and and not holding money on behalf of our customers, we are exempt from most of these new things that are coming into place with Mika. The only thing we're not exempt is we will need to do KYC on most customers, depending on where they live. But also there, I see a positive thing. We do now have an amazing window of opportunity for the next 18 months because we're the most well-known Bitcoin-only on-ramp in Europe, we're also the kind of biggest and most popular one in terms of user and revenue and volume and stuff like all these numbers. And there's not going to be any new company popping up that is going to try to compete with us because they know with this kind of, if, if they would imitate our model now, they would have it would need time until they can go live anyway, and they would have a couple of months until they couldn't do it anymore. So basically, we now have a window of opportunity of 18 months where we have no new competitors coming in because it wouldn't make any sense where we can really uh, go for it and um, and grow massively and really take a lot of market share also from the other crypto companies and like all the other uh, companies that are in kind of in this uh, space. So, um, isn't KY like to say KYC free? Okay. I mean, if it's an ACH transfer or the equivalent of what would be an ACH transfer here, if I'm doing an ACH transfer or a, your a swift transfer for whatever it is for 25 euro. Okay. To, to relay, like it's clear that I'm buying Bitcoin. So, yeah. I mean, isn't that kind of like KYC by default? I mean, really? You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's where it's a bit misleading, um, and it's kind of hard to communicate that so that people understand. Because yes, there is some KYC involved. KYC means know your customer, right? And yes, we do know our customers because we have a minimum of data of our customers, uh, namely the the account number, which is called the IBAN in Europe, where the money comes from, and then the name of the of the account holder. And in some cases, depending on the bank, also the the postal address of the person. So we do know wow. some information about uh, about the person. What we don't have to do, and we're one of the only uh, companies in Europe and only in Switzerland, this is even possible, is that we don't have to we don't require a KYC process. So we don't require the user to uh, give his name, his email address, his address his telephone number and his um ut a utility bill or, or another proof of address and his id or passport 
or driver's license. So all these things, usually if you open an account at some fintech or, or crypto exchange or Bitcoin broker or whatever, you need to submit all of these. And then these data lie around with this startup that can be hacked, for example, and the data can be leaked uh, and so forth. And it's obviously not a comfortable thing to do that with every app you want to use. So our differentiator here is that we don't require an, uh, such a KYC process. The user don't ha doesn't have to do anything of these. They just download the app and start buying. And yes, they give up a little bit of data, like automatically, whenever you buy something online, this is this is the case if you use a credit card or a bank transfer. So it's not KYC free, it's KYC light technically, but you don't have to go through this whole process. So it's it's more a convenience advantage than a privacy advantage. If you want to be super private, and this is something that, for example, one of our early angel investors, Giacomo Zucca, is talking about a lot, is that it's privacy and convenience, there's a spectrum. You cannot have full privacy and full convenience. Unfortunately, it is not possible. Uh, so you kind of have to uh, to make a, a and, and it's not going to be for everyone. Like full privacy is not going to be for everyone. If you want full privacy, you go with you take some cash and you go to a Bitcoin ATM. There might not be one around you. Now you have to travel a lot, and then you you buy some Bitcoin there. You initialize it with a wallet or you use stuff like CoinJoin or kind of peer-to-peer uh, -peer, uh, exchanges like BISC, but they're hard to use and so forth. And they, you pay a premium and so forth. For for an ATM transaction, for example, if you want to buy with cash, you pay 8 to 10%, at least in Europe. Uh, it's That's, you know, it's, it's a lot of cheddar. Um, on the other hand, you have full convenience and quite some privacy with something like Relay, um, but obviously it's not fully private. So it's really about what people want. And we believe that 90% of the people, the 90% of the people that are not into Bitcoin yet, they need something like Relay uh, to make it really simple and as private as possible. Okay, um, real quick, and then we got a bunch of stuff to to go through. But uh, wind lightning, I wanted to get this question out. Of <laughs> wind lightning, yeah, of course, of course. So we we have it on the roadmap like since the beginning, and uh, lightning ventures, other VCs like Fulgur Ventures, who are obviously all about lightning, uh, are kind of pushing for this, rightfully so. Um, but we're mainly here for onboarding newcomers, right? So whatever makes Bitcoin easier and more usable and more accessible to users, we will implement. So that's why Lightning was not always on the top priority. It was always on the backlog, always on the roadmap, but not always on the top priority. But that, because there were uh, things that make it made it easier for people to get to their first Bitcoin. For example, adding uh, different payment methods like uh, uh, Apple Pay, Google Pay. Uh, credit card and so forth. Um, and also there were some legal and technical limitations of for, for a non-custodial uh, wallet like ours to implement Lightning. Uh, for example, the whole liquidity and channel management, you know, it's, it, it, we, we would need, we have more than 40,000 active users for each of them, we would need to open a channel. And then we don't know how many, how much they are using. Uh, how much they will be buying. So we don't know how much to load these channels. So it's a lot of capital we need to bind um, and, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. And also legally, 
actually lightning is at least in Switzerland and Europe um uh it's 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 deemed custodial so we would be the holder of the money uh legally uh which then obviously would trigger a lot of other licenses and legal compliance processes so there's a lot of complications in implementing lightning that said we are looking at it very closely we are in touch with you know blockstream and lightning labs and all these um phenomenal companies that are working on the lightning network and we're also uh, really trying to find ways how to implement it and and what ways there would be to implement it in a user-friendly way for newcomers. That's always the most impossible, uh, most important for us. And we actually do have now visibility on how to uh, get to that this year. So I'm very confident that this year there will be a lightning upgrade uh, on Relay. Well, pre-coiners and no-coiners is definitely the largest market. However, yeah. if you did decide to make it to where your Relay app, could your node, if somebody connects their node, all right, with Relay, um, and and you and you did that, uh, and those were sent over Lightning, that would be um, pretty freaking cool. Okay, so let's move on, because it's uh, eight o'clock at night there, and uh, He's probably got a date or something. Um, all right. So previous rounds, uh, <laughs> since since it's cool to do some education and share uh, your stories and raising, this is not your first rodeo. So um, just uh, just since you started kind of, I don't know, maybe uh, this is an exciting moment uh, for Julian because he had raised on safe notes previously. He had raised on notes, right? So when you have a nice big round, um, those all get to convert. So it's a monumental celebratory. It's a very, it's a very good time. You want to chat about um, fundraising and just the whole shebang? <laughs> of course, man. So yeah, we, I spent, I did spend a lot of time in fundraising. Actually, when we started this project, like first, when I first had the idea, this was like back in end of 2018 or something. I had no clue about startup about venture capital like i really was super clueless and then i had this idea i wanted to make it easier for people especially my friends and colleagues and families to buy bitcoin it was super hard back then in 2018 um and so and i also wanted them to be able to dca which there was no good service uh so i i kind of dig around and did, did some research and then i came up with this idea i shared it in a, a telegram chat and like found my co-founder uh, adam who is a tech guy i'm not and who who wanted to help me uh, get this out so when we first kind of started to working at it, uh, 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 at it as a hobby uh, in 2019 i still had no clue about fundraising because we we, we just thought you know this is a hobby this is a project but where, where is this going to go we don't know and then we did some startup challenges and hackathons and we actually made it to the finals and we got a lot of buzz and we got a lot of, um, uh, you know, need or demand for the service. So we figured we need to bring this live. And then we saw that, oh, actually, we, we need a lot of money. We need a team. We need a company. We need, you know, to build the technology. We need a license for this. Uh, it, it's going to be super hard and it's going to be a lot of. Uh, money that we that we need we don't have we basically broke my co-founder and I and so that's where I needed to um, get into the fundraising topic venture capital like what are the players out there 
what's an angel investor? What's an angel investor syndicate? What's a VC? What different VCs are there? What's the landscape looking like? What's the process looking like? What are valuations? How do you get to valuations? All, all that kind of stuff. Before I had no idea. And I did start working on this probably beginning of 2020. Uh, yeah, 2020. And so we raised our first... 20k from two angel investors um in q1 2020 and we went live in summer 2020 and so this was basically a pre pre seed round this was almost nothing it was just really to get us off the ground and uh, and release our first mvp to both app stores which we did with these 20k which actually in hindsight is 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 a great achievement and then we went live and we did some great numbers. We had some good traction. Uh, you know, a couple of thousands were invested, um, and and probably more than one thousand uh, users we already had in the first couple of months. We grew quite fast, so that enabled us to raise a first, which which was actually the pre-seed round uh, of three hundred k, mainly from angel investors. And then we grew some more. We grew the team. Um, we put together a good. Uh, uh, um, advisory board and you know board of directors and all that kind of stuff and we implemented the referral program so we we were growing growing and our brand was going uh, becoming better the product become became better more users more volume more revenue and so this enabled us to raise an actual round a seed round with vc involvement led by one of the greatest vcs i know here in switzerland called red alpine in march 2021 and this was a substantial amount for me, at least, of two and a half million or 2.7 million USD. I don't know how this is probably not super big or it was a, at least not super big uh, back then in the US, but for, for Europe and especially Swiss, a Swiss startup, this was actually quite significant seed round. And then this was already priced at 11 million. Uh, so it was also very nice to see the company having a substantial uh, valuation and really investors believing in it. And it, it taught me and the team, obviously, a lot about how to go about fundraising, what to do with the money. And we really had a bias to execution with it. We we hired a great team. We got the license. We built our own backend. We, we developed the product super hard. We grew a lot. Um, we hired the most amazing CMO, the ex-CMO of Bitpanda. So we really worked with the money. You know, we didn't just take the two and a half million and uh, waited, kind of saved it uh, or invested it in Bitcoin or whatever. We really invested it in, you know, working and execution and, uh, and br bringing stuff to the ground. Uh, and then we started with these safe notes this was something that i didn't know actually you told me about this i think <laughs> so i didn't really know about like how convertible notes work and stuff so we started uh to take on a couple of angel investors and angel investor syndicate like yours uh, on with a convertible note um and then we did a crowd equity financing as well which was uh, very interesting we raised around 2 million with a crowd equity so 900 plus investors uh, from 10 bucks onwards already uh so the smallest one was a 10 buck uh investment the biggest one was half a million uh and we were able to really activate our own community through this which is very 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 nice this was also a convertible note 
So since this 11 million seed round, we haven't done a price round. That's what's super excited, exciting, as you mentioned as well about this round that we are just about to close now, is that this is going to be a price round again uh, with uh, with an actual valuation again, converting all of these nodes that we have uh, um, amassed now in in 2022. And once that happens, guess what you will know? You will know exactly how much of that company you still own. It'll be yeah, that's another thing. It'll be yeah. it'll be an, it'll be another joy. Um, okay, so <laughs> this is a prime example. Okay, this is a prime example. Look at look at what Julian did. He built this from nothing or very little. Okay, that is hustle. That is nearly completely bootstrapped. Okay. And this is what is should be hitting home. It's for $20,000, okay? He got this thing shipped, you know, uh, in the app store, doing business. He hit those milestones all along the way, then raised another bit. He didn't go out right then, okay? He could have easily went out and said, I'm going to raise $1.8 million. No, no, right? You heard it, 300000 Another small bit, right? With goals, with milestones, Okay, executing. All right. The NGU on what you're raising is going to go up, but hitting those milestones with the growth, that's that's what matters. And that's what he did, which is awesome. So, okay, so experience with crowdfunding. Okay. I wanted you to like just talk a little bit. Now it's a little bit different over there in uh in Europe than it is here, but I know a lot of it is very similar. So, you know, without getting into any real numbers or anything, were the fees terrible? Was it a good experience? Did you enjoy it? It's it's really cool when you have kind of a captive audience like you have of a lot of people, you know, that you have customers, they often want to invest. And mm. uh, it works for some, it doesn't work for everyone. I'm glad it worked for you. Yeah, exactly. I think I think the key factors are you need to have a certain size. You need to be at a certain stage. Like you cannot be pre-product, pre-revenue, um, and not having having no community. You won't be successful with uh, a crowd equity round. You need to be on the market for at least a year. I would say you need to have you need to have prior financing. Like you need to have all the documents sorted out. You need to have a couple of investors already on the cap table. And especially you need to have a big, active, engaging community. Like when we did it, we probably had 30, 40K overall kind of users, followers, uh, you know, that engaging with us on a regular basis. These are, as you said, these are the the people that want to, that are fans, that are supporters, and they want to have uh, a stake in this business and be part of this journey. And they will be the ones to support you and to, uh, to invest in you because they want to uh, be part of this. Uh, so without all of this, it's not it would not be possible. And I think that would was a strength also from our side uh, that we that we already had built this this brand and this product and this revenue and this um, uh, these great investors we already had. Um, and then it's it's a long and tidy process. So it takes it, it in in the public. What what the public knows about it is oh within one hour they have raised more than a million and within a I think two week period we have closed our two million goal and when we stopped it so that's kind of that's the the tip of the iceberg that that the the, the public audience sees but what's ha actually happening 
behind it is that this is a preparation of three to four months and then there's an aftermath of another two to three months to really close it and do all the paperwork to really get the money on the bank account uh, so that's it, it is a tidy process so i would also not do it for a small amount it's also very uh, an important learning because there's a lot of cost involved a lot of effort a lot of time involved um so you wouldn't do this for 100k uh, if you if you go for half a million or a million, go for it, then it's worth the time and effort. But otherwise, for a small amount, no. I was really um, surprised about the whole paperwork, like the bureaucracy, the documentations, the proofs of like the, all the legal work behind it. There's a lot of things you need to uh, you need to work through. So it really needs to be worth it. But for us, it was not only for the money, obviously the money is always great. You can get the money to work, to build the company, to grow, um, but also for this engagement, for this network that we got. Imagine 900, more than, more than 900 people were then invested in Relay. So they really own part of this company and they want the company to succeed. And studies show as well that, uh, users that are also investors, obviously they use the app more frequently, uh, they use it more heavily, so they invest higher amounts in our case. Um, they are way better, way long, they stay way longer, so the retention is way better, and also the referral. Obviously, if you are an investor, you want to tell everyone about it, use this app, you know, this is a great app, and, and, and so forth. So we actually, what we gained is some money, but also more than 900 salespeople running around in Europe selling uh, Relay to everyone and using Relay heavily. So this community engagement, I think, was the main um, the main factor, uh, the main output that we took from, from this round. It was definitely a great experience. Um, purely for the money, I wouldn't do it again, but exactly for this community engagement uh, topic, because we now, by now, we probably have doubled our community again. I could imagine that with the next round, next financing round, uh, we would do partly uh, the same thing again. I think a crowd equity round is also not very good to do it on its own, but as a part of a bigger financing round, and this is also how bigger companies like Revolut, for example, did it twice. They did it for their Series B and Series C uh, to, to allocate part of your total ticket size to the crowd. I think uh, it's definitely something I'll do again. So, um, you know, the way they sell these things in the US, I don't know if the fees are comparable here. It can be very expensive to uh, mm. run an equity crowdfunding thing here in the US. Yeah, it was quite expensive here as well. So, okay. So they sell it to you as they're going to give you all this marketing support, right? They're going to put you in front of 5 million eyeballs and this and that. And they have all these numbers. Mm. Now, did you notice that while your crowdfunding uh, campaign was rolling or during that period that... You know, you actually had more signups and more new users, or was that flatline the whole time? Yeah, same same thing. They try to sell you everything. Obviously, they have to justify their five to ten percent fee. I mean, that's something you need to take into account, right? It's a really expensive thing. And then exactly how you said, like they say, oh, one million, two million investors on our platform are going to see this, um, but these investors or accounts if they even exist, are not really active. Because most of the rounds, I would say probably 80 or 90% of 
the the volume of this round the investments came from our community we know that right mm -hmm. so only a, a very small amount actually came from this big platform um because what's happening is they have several deals like every week and every month so all all the these startups come to the platform they raise and they bring their community this community uh, these hundreds of people they sign up just to invest in this company they don't sign up to invest in like uh, one company or two companies per month like your uh, investors do with your syndicate they just they do the process of onboarding to this platform just to invest in this company and then they move on so yes maybe they have one or two million investors but they're not active in this then they're not going to invest in your company we basically bring them value in signups but they didn't really bring any value in terms of signups or new users or even investments uh, to our case Yes. Well, wouldn't it be cool if uh, we could have ran something like that for you over here? Lightning Ventures had an equity crowdfunding arm and we could do things like that. Boy, wouldn't that nice. be fun and save uh, and save everyone a bunch of money by cutting a lot of that bull crap. Uh, maybe one <laughs> day. OK, so use of funds here in the roadmap or at least one thing is the premium offering. OK, expanding the premium offering. Can you talk about what the future of the Relay Premium offering is all about? Sure. So basically in 2023, uh, for us, the, the roadmap is really going to be about um, expanding the, the customer segments, expanding the product and making it more accessible uh, for for first users. So to make it more accessible for first users, we will come up with a small for free. Uh, and this is actually the first time I, I say this like publicly, but we also have, have it on the roadmap on our website, uh, is that for small amounts of um, stacking and Bitcoin purchases, it's going to be totally for free. So we want people to come to the platform and try, you know, a first ten or twenty bucks, totally without without any fees. Um, this is super important, I think, so that we can grow our user base and like all the retail investors can, without any friction, without any um, uh, cost, buy their first sets. And then and from there on, if they want to, and we know that the more uh, education people consume about Bitcoin, the more they learn, the more they try it out, they want more. And then we assume that these will. Uh, you know, become from retail customers will become affluent customers and private customers and so forth. And that's where we will also make money. But we really want to make it super easy and absolutely cheap for people to buy their first uh, Bitcoin first sets. Also, we want to expand in terms of um, customer groups. So we are now live with individuals. Uh, so from small to big individuals, you can buy 10 bucks with us. You can also buy 1 million or sell 1 million uh, with us. And we have different categories for that, retail, affluent, and private. Um, and then what we now also have is the legal approval for B2B. So as a business, and there are 25 million uh, small and medium-sized businesses in Europe only, a lot of them not a lot of them, but some of them, a growing number of them are controlled by Bitcoiners. And they, they're small Michael Saylors who want to put some um, portion of their treasury into Bitcoin, right? Maybe 10, 20%. And so they 
right now don't have a way to uh, easily buy Bitcoin. It's really a, a massively underrated market, an underserved market, which we will uh, enter in 2023. And so from B2C to B2B, the last thing would then be b2b2c so we will open up and this is what we call the like the just the white labeling solution we will open up our backend our api to offer this super easy um, fiat to bitcoin on ramp to other companies like other bitcoin companies lightning companies whatever they uh, struggle with onboarding no coiners to bitcoin to then be able to use their uh, great, great services uh, a lot of wallets, hardware wallets, software wallets, uh, but also like uh, Bitcoin gaming, Bitcoin podcasting platforms, all that kind of stuff. In order for normal people to use them, um, they need to be onboarded to Bitcoin, obviously. And that's uh, something that they cannot provide now. We will be a solution for them. So this is basically uh, the main thing. Uh, main themes for for 2023 and then by the end of the year we also want to uh, upgrade to lightning so that you can have an on-chain wallet in your relay and buy to that but you can also have an off-chain a lightning wallet in your relay app as well transact with it and also buy and sell buy to it and sell from it so imagine you can buy um, an hourly you know one buck every hour or 50 cent every hour. You can just put your credit card in still without any registration, verification, onboarding. Within one minute, you can put your credit card and then you can buy 50 cent every hour or 10 bucks every day in Bitcoin, directly get it into your uh, Lightning wallet. So these are the main things that we are working on this year. So that's a really great strategy uh, to get new users, right, is to give it away for that small amount, okay? You get them using your product, you will get so many good things from it, reviews, feedback, everything, uh, because your retention rate um, is pretty impressive, you know, on that 30-day, this the, the stickiness of it. And giving it away instead of trying to, you know, I don't know, I don't, I, I don't know about Facebook ads or, you know, other strategies but i i love i love that strategy and what you're doing there and exactly uh, i mean it's it's something that we analyzed um is that if we if we give away every order up to 50 bucks which for a normal user on the street is already quite nice like if you can buy up to 50 bucks for free oh, this is an offer that i i, I, would, I would i would try this app out right um so if we give away orders up to 50 bucks and analyzing our like 30k plus uh, transactions that we have now per month, then this would affect 25% of all the orders. So 25% of all the orders are small ones. So a quarter of our users would be super happy about this and tell everyone about it and stay with the app, you know, and really like the brand, give positive reviews, exactly what you said before. And they will bring new users in. Also, influencers will love that. Like influencers will talk about really way more because they say, hey, if, you, if you're not into Bitcoin yet, here's a free way how you can use it, right? So 25% is a big number, but only 7% of our revenue would be lost through that. And this would be easily ups, uh, offset by all the new users that we will then also be, uh, uh, get because 80% of our really private users, the, 
the big guns, like the guys who transact 100K plus, 80% of them start as retail users. So a lot of them start with small amounts and then higher amounts. And then they say, oh, I just sold a house or I just inherited money or I just made a lot of money or I know my rich uncle wants to buy. And then this is how we get the big customers. Um, and then we have other services for them, which they are willing to to pay for. This is actually also how Swan Bitcoin, one of our big idols in the U.S., is is making most of these their money, not with the relay, uh, with the with the retail customers, because there the 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 these fees are raised to the bottom, um, where where it's really uh, um, a, a good market where you can still make a lot of margin is with the 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 guy with the big money, but to to recruit these people uh, through uh, the the free retail services is really, I think, the way to go for, for 2023. All right. So let's um, let's talk about competitors, um, uh, both that are listed on the site and um, some questions that we got. Um, okay. So your plan for 2023 and beyond. Um, I mean, you're up against a lot of crypto here. <laughs> I see. I see a lot of crypto. Uh, <laughs> I love this. You list this as a competitor. It's like, how do I withdraw on a Revolut? You actually can't. <laughs> um, so, how are you going to win? Yeah. So it's. I think it's important if you look at the competitive lang landscape, and we talked about this before. Uh, there's a big opportunity in the next ten to twenty years. Uh, there's billions of people and trillions of dollars wanting to flow into Bitcoin. So there, it's obviously there's a lot of different competitors that uh, want to um, serve uh, these customers. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of offerings. Uh, we categorize them in like crypto exchanges like Bitcoin, uh, Bitpanda, Coinbase, Binance, Crypto.com, uh, all these that you can see here. And also uh, uh, fintech providers like neobanks like Revolut, Monzo, N26, um, even PayPal, uh, MasterCard and so forth. They're all coming into uh, this space of offering buying Bitcoin opportunities or crypto. Uh, and then you have these Bitcoin-only brokers, where in, in Europe you have quite many, uh, Relay being the leader, uh, but then also you have like Coin, Coinify, uh, Pocket Bitcoin, GetBitter, um, you know, Bitstack, which do, they're doing similar things, uh, StackInsats, um, you know, 21Bitcoin, Coinify, and so forth. So you have a lot of them as well, and they are Bitcoin-only uh, brokers. What sets us apart is that we are the only ones where you can, without any registration verification, onboard within one minute from 10 bucks already, you can buy Bitcoin 24-7 instantly directly to your own non-custodial wallet. So no onboarding, non-custodial, and 24-7. These are the three main differentiators that we have now. Plus in 2023, we will be the absolute cheapest, um, like we will be for free basically for small amounts. This is also something that uh, differentiates us from all of these uh, all of these others because they are all actually quite expensive, also for small amounts. Um, and and I think 
the only thing like as long as your product is enjoyable and exciting for people uh, and they really like to use it and like to tell others about it and as long as you make uh, things very fast very easy and basically for free or very cheap then that's where the usage gravitates to and this is exactly what we are going for all right cool so i think i think that about does it man um i think we should probably wrap it there um but you know i i don't want to i don't want to have to blur out numbers and things but you know if if you the the revenue and the volume uh that has happened since julian started is absolutely remarkable um and a lot of the data is as far as how sticky the product is and uh retention rates and uh this will probably be a, a nice press release uh when this round is done and i oh, think yeah. you're almost there you're at the very end yeah um, yeah so we have uh, we have the closing date end of uh, end of january um and we're just you know finalizing the the whole financing documents and uh and the last commitments um but i'm super convinced that we will close this price round very nicely at a nice valuation with very very nice uh, investors i'm super proud of the whole uh, party that we uh, that we got together uh, amazing bitcoin only uh, vcs some of them are very well known some some of them are not yet well known because they just got started but they have amazing uh, networks behind them and a lot of money behind them so really really excited about the this this round that we finally could put together all right, man. Well, um, it was really cool hanging with you and catching up. And um, thanks for taking some time to chat about Relay. Thank you, man. It was amazing. Thank you, Mike. And uh, keep up with the great work you're doing. And super exciting to have having you, your fund and your syndicate uh, on our on our team. Well, let's see. This is our second. Uh, this is our second investment, and uh, that's that's one thing that that you do is you follow on and hit your winners hard. Okay, <laughs> that's what you do. Uh, all right, and uh, if you see the relay growth numbers, uh, they are winning. So we'll see you next time. Relay app, Ltng Ventures. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs>